You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And welcome to episode 19 of Who To Be A Podcast. I am your host, Raj Baines, and joining me is the beautiful Rory Benson. Rory, how are you? Very well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I usually call you wonderful for half or odd. Mix it up this time. Yeah, there are so many adjectives to describe me. Yeah, there's only twice a week I give you a compliment, <laughs> so I thought I'd mix it up. Um, bit of a different show today because we've actually got news to talk about, which is made a change from the past couple of international break shows. They're... Uh, there were there were struggles, shall we say, but cracking on. Press conference today. Um, Wagner was in good spirits. Matthias Anker came afterwards. He good form as always. Uh, what was your impression of them there? Did they seem happy to have football back as much as we did? I think so. I think um, Zanka was obviously quite happy. They secured a, uh, a playoff space, uh, playoff spot. Sorry, with uh, with Denmark. Him and him and Jonas Lossel. Earlier on in the week. Just those two as well, the entire of Denmark on yeah. the shoulder. Of those. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they played two players against the 11 men of Romania. Yeah. No, but I think, yeah, he seemed pretty happy. He's glad to be back with the group. Um, and David Wagner, I think, is just <laughs> glad to be... Uh, he, he kind of seemed rested after going back to Germany and seeing his family and that kind of thing. And I think he's looking forward to getting back into the swing of things with the Premier League. Unfortunately, there's an international break in th- three, four weeks' time as well. So it's just... So stop start, but hopefully after that, getting into the the busy Christmas period, it should uh, should be all football and all town football from then on. There was quite a lot of made. Both of them were talking about how the Tottenham result was more down to Huddersfield's mistakes and things they'd learnt from since, rather than being anything exceptional from Tottenham men, which was uh, you know an understanding takeaway from it. I think it was slightly one sided in the viewpoint, but it did. It was nice to hear that they weren't shying away from their own mistakes in that game. Yeah, I don't think you can do that in the Premier League, though. I think you have to, you know, front up, say what went wrong. Um, and David Varner said, like, it was just individual errors. It's not really something they can work on in the training ground because 99 times out of 100, you know, Chris Lerver clears that ball, which gets through to, to Harry Kane. So, you know, it, it, it it's something that they're going to learn from and they'll move on from and, and hopefully... Uh, you know, going in, into the next few matches, they'll they'll make a few less mistakes. You touch on Lover. There's a strange mistake. That's not mistake. Strange rumor. Sorry, that has linked to that over the past few days. That surrounding Scott Malone, with some suggesting that he was on his way to Leeds on loan, which David Wagner was quite quick to pour cold water on. Yeah, he said he hadn't heard anything about it until uh, it was brought up to him by a journalist, um, and then that pretty pretty much shut that down pretty quickly. So. Yeah, he said Scott Malone was in his in his plans for the future, and I can't see that happening. He did sort of suggest and intimate that perhaps Malone may be given a chance from the start this weekend. Yeah, he said that Scott Malone is in the, his mind for the season. He's also in his mind for the weekend. So we'll see. I think probably that that's going to be 
that and the striker issue will probably be, you know, what will give us sort of most of the talking points ahead of the game. Will it be Malone? Will it be Lerva? Obviously, Lerva's struggled a little bit in, in his last few games. Um, so, yeah, no, it'll be interesting. What he did say was that he wouldn't play uh, Scott Malone on the left wing. Um, he thinks that they, they've got enough depth there with uh, Tom Ince and Rajiv van der Parren and doesn't feel like he needs to to push either of the fullbacks up that far. So, whatever, if Scott Malone does play, it will be as, as a left-back. Was there any discussion of a change of shape at all? Did any bring up the possibility of going to 3-5-2 or 3-4-3? Three, three? Uh, someone asked about playing two up front. Yeah. Um, he said in the system that they play, they're not going to have... You know they're not going to start with two players up front. Um, he seemed like he's he's pretty much set with the formation, um, and, and it's you know it's brought him success. So you can't really complain about that. Uh, and I think he, he said you know having two two target men who are really pushing each other is is really beneficial to the club. And uh, and this weekend Steve Mooney is obviously Mooney sorry has been uh, out with a, a heel injury, but he's in contention for Swansea. Sort of fifty fifty touch and go whether he will he will. Uh, make the squad that was one of many injury updates we had we also had an update on Danny Williams who essentially been passed fit for all intents and purposes yep. has trained for the majority of the international break and should be available in whatever capacity is needed against Swansea yep yep Danny Danny Williams will be back um, after he had that small fracture in his foot but he, he's uh, 100% fit now and he, he's going to be in the squad pretty much David Viner confirmed that um, Steve Mooney as I mentioned touch and go Colin Kwana. Uh, likely to be back in full training next week. Casey Palmer is starting to to do some work on the grass. Ten to fourteen days. David Wagner gave him a sort of a time frame to be back. Um, and then Michael Heffler, with uh, his Achilles injury, is going to be out for, to, for four to six weeks. So that's uh, no surgery required. Though. No surgery required. No, they've decided he could have had surgery on it, um, but they got a third uh, expert's opinion, and they basically decided not to have the surgery let it heal on its own and, and move on from there. It's not too bad. So within two weeks, essentially, we'll have the majority of the squad back and ready. The only long-term one is Stankovic left. Yeah, I think Stankovic as well is not... I think they said Christmas for, for him when he first did it. Uh, and then the latest update we got, which was a few months ago, you know, he, he's on course. He might even be back sooner. So hopefully by, you know, barring any, any injuries on the way. Touch wood. You know, in, in December, hopefully, we should have a full complement. And that's the m- main thing is, as long as Huddersfield have a, a fully fit squad to choose from going into that Christmas period where they're playing more games than they're not, that's yeah. really the the period that you have to do well in. Uh, one thing that, it's a bit of a cliche, but one thing my dad has always said, um, whenever you talk about football and looking at a table, is that it, there's no point looking at the league until after Christmas. Um, and that's something that I think has sort of brushed up on me. I don't really pay much attention to it until January mm-hmm. sort of rolls around. Um, I think Paul Clement actually said similar today in his press conference because people were asking him if, if Swansea are in a relegation battle or not and he refused to be drawn on that. Um, so it is interesting and it, it is positive that the majority of those players do look to be returning around that period, even Heffale and Stankovic. Yeah. One that is touch and go for the weekend, not down to fitness, but more down to illness and well-being and jet lag and you know just simple minutes on the clock really and fatigue. Is Aaron Moy? Uh, he's been back and forth to Australia with a 
jaunt to Malaysia in between for two very long legs against Syria, who took Australia all the way, extra time in the second leg. He didn't start the second game for some reason, um, but he did finish it, so he did play a majority of it. He, I think he came on after less, 11 than, minutes. Yeah, less than 20 minutes, so um, those 11 minutes will be precious, <laughs> maybe those the, those are the 11 minutes he'll play against Swansea, but David Wagner did seem to suggest that it may be one for the bench for, for Aaron. Yeah, well, I think he didn't really want to get drawn on it. He said that they'd assess him. He'd not spoken to Aaron Moy face-to-face uh, before, and today was his first day back in, in town training after the international break. So he was going to have a conversation with him, see how he felt. Uh, he did say that Aaron Moy is getting you know getting used to it. He's done it for quite a while now. He knows what to do sort of on the plane. I think, you know... He, Sleep. To, well, he moves to move around. All right. You need to move around and that kind of stuff to stop the lactic acid building up and that kind of stuff. And, and so the opposite of what I suggested. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so yeah, the, doing yeah. laps around first class. Pretty much, yeah, running around uh, Qantas Airways up and down. But yeah, he basically said that they they were going to assess him tomorrow, see see how he felt after the international break. I would not be surprised if. He doesn't start just because it went to extra time. You know, he played over 100 minutes of football in uh, was it on on Tuesday. Um, so to go from there, sort of straight into Saturday match as well, might not work. But 24 you know, hours of travel in between. Exactly, exactly. So and David Wagner made a point of saying that Phil Billing had an, an excellent game or two excellent games for for Denmark's under 21s, and also Danny Williams being back fit as well. Um, so it might be it's sort of the perfect time for Danny Williams to, to come back into the fold. I had noted this down as a question for later on when we spoke about Swansea more specifically, but since it's here now, it would be rude not to. What would be your preference? Uh, if we take it, the presumption that Jonathan Hogg, having trained fully for the duration of the international break, we know that David Wagner likes having players available to him and working with them tactically there. So I imagine he's a shoe in to retain his place in the first Probably, man of the yeah. field. Who would be your choice out of Williams and Billing to partner him? Billing for me. I feel like he brings more to the table. I think Hogg and, and Williams, I don't think they'll start too many games together this season. I think when they do, it'll be sort of away at Old Trafford or you know away at the Emirates or something like that. Um, I think Billing brings a range of passes. Him and Aaron Moy are the best passers in the town squad for me. I think he brings a range of passing, which maybe uh, Jonathan Hogg and, and Danny Williams don't have. Um, so I think it'll be... It would be him starting there, and then you know number ten would be Sabiri or or possibly Tomins. Yeah, I agree. I I think the important thing to do against Swansea is to move the ball quickly, because they're playing a system where within the snap of a finger they can essentially drop eight men behind the ball. They have done regularly this season. They won't be scared or too proud to do so against Huddersfield, even though they'll want to be coming out and winning the game. So it's all about as soon as they win the ball, that transition that's always important to David Wagner's team, but perhaps even more important in this one as it was against Burnley. Um, they need to move the ball quickly. Danny Williams is better carrying the ball than Philip Billing is. I think that's fair to say. He's a stronger runner um, and dribbler, but Billing passing the ball, there's nothing quicker than that. He'll be able to play the right ball, make the right decisions and expose Swansea with his range of passing in a way that Williams won't be able to. So I think we actually agree on something for once. Yeah, just about. But I, I would disagree by saying Phil Billing, I feel, is, is more comfortable on the ball than Danny Williams. No, I mean, dribbling. like running. Yeah. Do you think he's better beating players? Phil Billing? Hmm. Yeah. Better than 
Danny Williams beating players with a I mean, I may be slightly colour because the last time he played against Leicester, he was fantastic making oh, those yeah, direct runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I wouldn't... Yeah, I, I, I do agree that he is a dangerous runner with the ball. I think he probably runs quicker and it, he's... He's, he's more a far that. more direct runner yeah, than Billing. Exactly than perhaps Billing. what I was trying but to I, say. Yeah, I feel like Billing is more comfortable with the ball. Yeah, than he's obviously the more skillful footballer. Yeah. There's no doubt about it, but I think carrying the ball forwards in a more direct fashion. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll just about accept that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, if we do focus on Swansea a little bit more, uh, Renato Sanchez has been pretty much ruled out, I think, with a thigh injury. He may well start. It sounds like a bit of a Mooney touch-and-go situation. Um, they've started toying with their formations. They started a lot of the season in 3-5-2, They've gone to four three one two in recent times, starting Abraham and Bonnie up front with Ayu in behind. It's a bit of a midfield diamond. Um, Tom Carroll one side and Sanchez the other, but obviously with Sanchez not being available, they'll have to bring somebody in. Leroy Fur or Sam Klukas, Leon Britton behind holding. It isn't, with all due respect, the best Swansea squad they've had. They're certainly not playing the best football Swansea have ever, ever had in the Premier League. I think in the press conference, David Wagner quite um, boldly said that this is one game that he feels like they have a chance in. He says against the top sides, they want to obviously be going out to pick up points as well. But against sides like Swansea, they'll have more of a chance. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows that Swansea are going to be sort of around town at the end of the season. I think, you know, tip Swansea to be in a relegation battle before the season started. Um, and obviously without looking at the table too much it looks like that's going to happen I feel like they've got a decent manager in Paul Clement I think he's going to be vital for them it's just the strength of the squad which which might let them down um, I, man for man I think town have a better squad um, and they've struggled at home as well which is not what you need as a, as a side at the bottom of the table your home form seems to to pull you sort of towards safety and then it's whatever you can do from there. So no, it's, it's, it's not the strongest Swansea team in the world. Um, I think David Wagner, he, he, he said it didn't have any more importance that it was Manchester United and Liverpool afterwards, but I would say from those three games, four points, I think is what he'd be looking at. And this game is, is, you know, where you would get the bulk of that or where you'd expect to get the bulk of those points. So, yeah, I, I, I back town to, to get a result in South Wales. Swansea have only got one win this season. They are in the relegation places. Town are above them. There's been it's, Sorry, their win came against Crystal Palace as well, so throwing <laughs> that out there. They've not, they've not played Newcastle yet to beat them? Yes, they have. have they Newcastle lost? Newcastle won 1-0. Okay, so Huddersfield are obviously the better side then. Um, what is your... Um, your feeling going into this game is it a, a must win game because that has been some of the talk in, in the press and some of the fans as well I think that was actually levelled to David Wagner yeah I, I don't really see where that's come from to be honest we're seven games into the into the Premier League season um, I wouldn't say it's a must win yet obviously as I said four points from the next three games I think you know you'd be pretty happy with that so a win would be would be nice it also in not just give you three points, but it would take three points away from Swansea's total at the end of the season, which is, you know, could could make all the difference. Um, but as David Wagner said, Town have been sort of beating on, or outperforming the sides around them so far this year. 
um, or the, the sides expected to be around them. So, yeah, I wouldn't say it's a must-win. I would say, I would say it's one game that Town probably should win, looking at their form and looking at Swansea's home form. Um, but we'll see. We'll see on Saturday. Where do you think Swansea are going to pose Town the most danger? I think Tammy Abraham is is the man to look Scored out for. Scored twice for Bristol City last year. Yeah, he's just a poacher. Um, he's a goal scorer. He knows where the goal is. He's one of those one of those people who seems to have a sense for it. Any more um, cliches you can roll out for us? Uh, he's got a nose for goal. <laughs> for goal. No, he, he's he, he's a, a classic finisher poacher. Um, so yeah, I think just to make sure that he's marked pretty much on on all occasions because he seems to drift around the box and just sort of turn up where he needs to be at the right time so he, he would be the danger man for me they're going to play two up top so it's not the case of in the last game against Tottenham we said you know Chris Schindler watch Harry Kane yeah. not the easiest job in the world but with Bonnie playing as well they're pretty much going to have to pick up one man each they're going to flit around change positions so. yeah I also I also think Jonathan Hogg as well will, assuming Jonathan Hogg starts will play a big role in that I think he'll pick up one of the men I and think it'll he, leave either Schindler or Zanka free the main thing for Hogg to do for me is to pick up Jordan Ayew because he's the supply line to the two of them Jordan Ayew's statistics are horrific and uh, before this game try to put the likely Swansea team together actually called Sam Ty from Bleacher Report this morning just to run the team past him to make sure I hadn't said or done anything silly um, he's asked a Villa fan so he saw Jordan Ayew for them and he said statistics wise he's not going to score that many goals or give that many assists but he does give four or five quality moments a game that can hurt the opposition and Paul Clement mm-hmm. is a appears to be a really big fan of him from the way he's spoken about him in the press clearly values what he brings to the side so I think he's one of those players where maybe if you're only going to do an eye test once or twice a season when you play against him or you know you've only looked at his statistics and tried to look at it that way he's a player that over time and you know actually watching the game more regularly you can understand more greatly which I think is you know all I'm trying to say there is don't try and underestimate him because he's one of those players that perhaps people laugh at as sort of John Nayu, you know, what's the point? Whereas he might actually be the, the person that unlocks Town's defence more than anyone else. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> for, me, for me, Tammy Abraham's still the man the man to watch out for. Somebody needs to pass him the ball, though, that's the, that's yeah, the issue. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um, in the middle Sanchez missing what have you made of his start because he came with quite a lot of fanfare I think mm-hmm. it's been somewhat unfair that people have sort of laughed him off given he's only 20 years old and it yeah. you know coming into the Premier League isn't the easiest thing in the world especially to a team that aren't great yeah. um, with so much expectation especially coming from Bayern Munich as well where you're playing in a team where you have the ball all the time and you're expected to win every game. You, you've pretty much gone to the opposite with Swansea. Although Swansea do do keep the ball reasonably well, um, it takes time. Munich. They're not by me. Exactly. <laughs> it takes time to to adjust to the Premier League, especially as a young man. Um, I've not actually seen too much of him. The only game that I that I've seen him play was against Newcastle, um, and he he got ran all over the park. Really, he looked good for the first ten minutes, and then you know it's just sort of short passes going astray and that kind of thing I think he got hauled off sort of an hour in um, but you know it takes time he'll adjust and I you know it, there's a reason that he's at Bayern Munich there's a reason that he's you know probably top 20 under 21 players in the world 
and you know that class will come out at some point. Let's just hope it's not this weekend. Yeah, I, I mean, when when I saw that he'd been ruled out, having already written the three key battles piece and written about him, um, which was slightly annoying, I was actually, you know, um, do your research. Mate. The announcement was only made after the piece was written. Actually, thank you very much. Um, but he, I'm actually glad that he may not be available because it means that a lesser player on paper will come in. Functional players, Leroy Fur and Sam Kluka. I like Leroy Fur though. I think Leroy Fur's got a bit about him as well. Hasn't he been relegated like four times in a row or something? He's, he was relegated with QPR. Norwich. Norwich. And there must have been something like probably QPR twice. I <laughs> yeah, but I, I think he's he's decent. I think he gets goals, crucial goals when they needed. Last season he did for Swansea especially. Um, so I don't know. He, for me as well, he's sort of a big, powerful guy, and I feel like he could cause problems. But yeah, I, I'm. It's kind of weird talking about who could cause town problems because the defense has just been so good this season. So it's kind of like, yeah, they could cause them problems. But I've got so much faith in in that back four. As long as those sort of silly mistakes are cut out, I, I, you know, there's there's not many teams that I can see pouring on the goals like Tottenham did. There aren't many teams in the league that can pour goals on like Tottenham do, in fairness. Um, one interesting little side point that's come out of the international break is um, the USA have sacked their manager. And as is always the case, David Wagner's been mentioned alongside it. Was that something that was brought up in the press conference at all? No. Nobody mentioned it? No, because it's just going to happen, isn't it? And but I mean, it's going to happen that the rumours are going to come out. Yeah, it's not he's that he's not going to go. No, I, no. You don't think international management's no. going to tempt him, even though he, he no. turned out for America, didn't he? Yeah, he did seven games or something like that. He's he won't go there. He won't. <laughs> even all the money of the Americans no. is no, no, it's not, no not worth entertaining whatsoever. No, not at all. Because I feel like international management, you, managers tend to go into that when they're a bit older. Yeah, obviously, a kind of men's national team is a bit different because Jurgen Klinsmann went in and he's not really that old in terms of management. Um, but I feel like Mourinho has always said that he'll go in, he wants to go into international management at some point. But I think while you're young, you want to do club management, you want to be able to like build something and that kind of thing. So, no, if David Wagner was going to manage an international football team, I think it would be later on in life, and I don't think it would be the US national team. We actually had a um, a tweet from I think somebody's business account MB Town Planning. If this is just their attempt to get some free advertisement, <laughs> it has worked. <laughs> yeah, well done. <laughs> at, at MB Town Planning on Twitter, I imagine they do town planning. Yeah. I'm just having a guess. Um, he says, is it out of the question for Wagner to coach the Australian national team? I think this is a slightly cheeky question. He says, Angie Postecoglou seems to be stepping down after the Honduras playoff. Having sat through both those Syrian games, which were absolutely abysmal to watch, Australia clearly had the better talent in both those matches. Aramoy used poorly in both games. Clearly, head and shoulders the best player on the park both times, but used abysmally in both games. How can you leave him out? How can you leave <laughs> for, out for of, eleven out? minutes? <laughs> it's just unbelievable. It was because the the first game he played so much better than anyone else on the pitch. He was the only one in the Australian team who gave a, a forward pass with any sort of intent behind it. Yeah, exactly. And then the second game, he says, "Oh no, Aaron, take a seat, mate." What are you doing? <laughs> That's just asking for trouble. It's it, like it, it reminds me of Rude Hullet 
when he was at Newcastle, <laughs> he kept Duncan Ferguson and oh, Alan Shearer out of the the time weird derby, and they do they draw one one or something like that, and then you know it, it all went downhill from there because if they'd won, he'd look a genius, but if not, what are you playing at? I don't know, but I, just the the fact that Australia clearly had no idea of what to do and were just eleven men put out with no. Mm-hmm functional plan i understand that he's done well in the past with the national team but at present he was outplayed by syria over two games and if things were just in the world that australia would already be out it's only because tim cahill suddenly rolled back the years and decided he was gonna head a couple of goals in um save them but uh again don't think wagner's gonna be tempted by the australian job no do you think he needs any town planning doing? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. MB town planning. That's yep. where that's where he should go. For if you want to sponsor the podcast now, because we have given you sort of, <laughs> we've trailed you more than we have our actual sponsors. So we're not even going to name drop them there. No, we'll just we'll <laughs> <laughs> we do it at the end of the podcast, not not halfway through. We we wait till people have turned off. What would be your? Uh, they're going to stop sponsoring us now. We're going to get, 52 I'm, Yeah, I'm going, to, I'm going to get an email from London. Um, what would be your score prediction for the game? 1-0. Uh, Who to? Huddersfield Town, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was very vague. Yeah, 1-0 yeah, one, one to Town, I think. I, I, th- I fancy Town's defence to be too much for Swansea, and I feel like... I assume Lauren De Poitre is going to start. Do you think he like should? He mix it up. Yeah, I feel like he, even if even if uh, Steve Munier was fully fit this week and he was available from the start, do you think De Poitre has earned his yeah. place? Yeah, I've, I've, to be honest, I think they've both played excellently. Yes, and they both bring similar attributes. To me, whoever, yeah, it, it's unfortunate for Steve Munier to pick up pick up an injury, which gave De Poitre his chance. Yes. But if you're not going to reward someone for you know, just playing very well, if you're going to drop them at the first sign, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't agree with that. So I think you play De Poitre, if it's nil-nil, 60 minutes, change in for Mounier. If Mounier scores and plays really well, then he gets the shirt next week. It's, it's going to be one of those week-by-week week things because they're both, you know, Great players. Having seen how Lauren de Poitre handled himself against Harry Maguire as well, mm-hmm. I quite fancy his chances against Alfie Mawson, who has started the season relatively poorly, given there was a large amount of hype surrounding him towards the end of last season because yeah. he played really well in keeping Swansea scored up. Scored a few goals as well. Scored a few telling goals as well, yeah. Um, he has been below par this year, I think it's fair to say. Struggled a little bit with some expectation. I think some people had started already talking about him in sort of England contention, which was maybe a tad bit too soon given he's not that long off Barnsley's books. Yeah. Um, you know, same goes for John Stones. I had a similar sort of second season syndrome at, at City after he'd moved from Everton and what have you. Um, so it's one of those where, having seen that work previously, I wouldn't want to tinker with it too much because we're actually getting to the point now where perhaps Tom Ince and Kachunga and Moy and the rest are understanding Departure's game a little bit more because he's a little cuter than I think Mounier is. He may not look it physically, but the way he plays with his back to goal, constantly giving first touch balls back here and there, feeding off out wide and then making the runs inside, spinning off men and going actually running the channels really well as well. But those passes just weren't made to him. I think it's hard because there is such a 
a 50-50 split between the two and whether or not they start. Mm-hmm. But the longer he's given, the more people will understand his game. And the same goes for Mooney, obviously. It's, you know, sod's law that he'd have got injured and the guy who came in for him put together a string of four or five great games. But I think departure earns his um, place in the team, as you say. And if they can come to an understanding, maybe it'll be a bit harder than Steve Mooney, I think, to, to win that shirt back. Yeah, possibly. I think, you know, Steve Mooney, you had to start him at the start of the season because he was the record signing. You know, he's obviously got bags of talent and he's still a young guy as well. But 22 is no age. Yeah, exactly. So, but it's it's one of those things that it's the Premier League. He may be 23 now, actually. Wasn't it his birthday the other day? Possibly. He may be 23. Just before anybody tweets into him, we've done it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Had a nice night out with him. <laughs> you don't ever have a nice night out anyway. <laughs> is there any any other business or anything we, we've got to cover? Nothing we've forgotten about from the press conferences? No, not really. I think it's just, just building up to Swansea. Zanko was full of praise for Schindler again. Yeah, yeah. He was obviously a bit of Didn't a, he say that he's got to he's playing catch up with him? Yeah. He said he was just he, he's Zanko said he thought he was playing well and then he just looked at Christopher Schindler and like it's just playing unbelievably so no, they seem to have a good understanding, a good relationship, and uh, and I, he also like went on to say how how much he's enjoyed playing with Schindler and and how it makes it sort of easier for him having someone who's been that colossal at the start of the season. It's I, I have a real um, fondness for the way Zanka's held himself in front of the press because it's been a few times he's, they've put him out, mm. and it's clear why because he's not scared of giving an opinion or you know even disparaging himself if that's the right thing to do he's not just doing it for the sake of it he's often to talk up a teammate or to make a right point I think he actually said that um, had they played the manner they did against Tottenham against any other team in the league they would have conceded the same amount of goals and what have you so you know that's an awfully big club that he's taking the uh, credit away from there so he's clearly not scared of mixing things up and, and saying things to the press that might catch a headline. Yeah, I think he's he's confident in his own ability. He's confident in, in Town's ability. And I think, you know, he he, he just he just seems to get it. He, seem, he knows what the fans want to hear, but it's not like he's saying it in order to, to make friends. He's saying it because he actually believes it. And that's why the fans sort of are starting to, to sort of warm to him like as much as they are so yeah he's, he's a good personality and you can like you say you can see why they why they bring him out for like the press conferences because he's just such a uh, and such an amen, amenable sort of person and and he's not scared to, to put his two cents in on things Excellent. That's uh, that's everything from us. I think we'll be back on Monday after the game to, to talk about. I will not. You will not. Well, you're on holiday, aren't you? We might have to pull Mel Booth in. Melvin. Yeah, a big treat for everybody. Yeah. Especially the get bloke you, who followed him around town. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it might be me and Mel on Monday then. You're throwing a spanner in the works. I forgot you're on holiday. Yeah. Um, subscribe on iTunes. I'm going to call you while you're on holiday. Um, audio boom. Um, and you can listen to all the... Op- can You can tell you knocked me off kilter. Um and you can listen to all the old episodes there. Leave us reviews so and comments. It's just because I actually have to behave myself. I'm <laughs> out in the room. Um, 
Obviously, we're sponsored by MB Town Planning and not <laughs> Beer 52. Um, you don't have to pay for the case, which is £24. It is £5.95. Yeah, postage. Yeah, the code is Huddersfield, which isn't hard to remember. And you can get beer to your door for next to nothing, which is fine by us. Rory, I won't speak to you on Monday. I'll speak to you Monday after next. Oh, if I want to. Yeah, I'll <laughs> see you later. Ik ben een vast contract, eigenlijk wel oké. Okay. Niet omdat het moet. Nu de Samsung S9 Plus. Voor een genadeloos lage prijs. Check tele2.nl voor de beste deal voor jou. Niet omdat het moet, maar omdat het kan.